0: You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. I am Robert Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. Phil Minor creates spaces where people explore their desires free from judgment and stigma. He's behind both Pheromone NYC, a party for armpit enthusiasts, and Natural Pursuits, a magazine for queer nudists. Before founding PM Pursuits, Phil worked in digital HIV STD education in a healthcare setting where he won a Society of Illustrators Silver Medal for Art Direction for a prep campaign. Minor currently lives in Brooklyn, New York. Phil Minor. Thank you for being a guest today on Sexual Heroes. I'm very
1: excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Wow. I'm just so excited to talk about this. This is so different from any other topic that we've had so far. Excited. Yeah. So we're going to talk about pheromone. Yeah. Or pheromones. I guess the easiest way is first just to tell me about the pheromone event that you founded.
1: Pheromone is a armpit fetish party, is the simplest way to say it, uh, where uh, guests are instructed not to shower, and people come into the room, and uh, it's in a pretty small space, so it gets pretty stinky pretty quick. We've developed a really friendly culture of a sniff hello, and um, just letting people have the opportunity to indulge in something that's a little taboo for public definitely
0: all right so that answered a question that i had on my mind which was is it about armpits or is it about scent or is it about both
1: i would say it's about both
0: yeah because for me uh, i love armpits i love seeing mm-hmm. pictures of guys with their arms behind their head clasped behind their head and you know showing off their armpits When I'm camming, I love showing off my armpits and people really respond to that. But I'm not as big into the odor
1: like man scent. I think that's very common. I would say my biggest challenge as the host of this party is having to be open and supportive of everyone's smell. Because the way pheromones work is you're specifically very attracted to some people and not attracted to other people, where um, it's a great indicator on who you want to sleep with. But uh, as a host, is something I have to completely ignore. All pits are good bits. Got it. Yeah.
0: I probably am not your target demographic, then, for this this particular
1: event. There are people who stop by the party and leave for that very similar reason, but are still very turned on when they get there. Yeah. Because it is so taboo and it is fun to watch people who are very into something.
0: Yes. I was going to say just looking at the Twitter feed and the photos from the event, they're really, they're very sexy.
1: Absolutely. I got some New York times coverage for the event. Hmm and it was held up for about a month because they couldn't find photos that were uh not sexy to print in the new york times <laughs> they could have run it without a photo i guess exactly <laughs> they found one eventually and it was great well what was the photo uh, the the one photo is uh, it was only one person who was just holding up their armpit and it was very very sexy and there's a disco ball behind them beautifully framed Yeah, it was great. But all of the photos that involved people enjoying other people's armpits were just too hot. So, how does this sniff greeting work? It's very funny. I have so many pictures of me chatting with somebody else with like my armpit up with somebody else sniffing it. It started at the very first party where instead of a handshake or a hug, that people would just walk up to a new crowd of people and like everybody would like, in a circle, smell each other. I love it. Which is so weird and friendly and not something that you typically get with another fetish because unlike almost everything else, there is something very platonic about smelling somebody's armpit. Hmm. Yeah, as opposed to grabbing somebody's cock or peeing on somebody or tying somebody up. There's something where people are much more comfortable letting people smell their armpits.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is something you can do anywhere without getting arrested.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Most people are shirtless for this party, but that doesn't yeah. mean you, you're allowed to be in a tank top in almost any any bar. Right. Coincidentally,
0: mm-hmm. I was at a Palm Springs Leather Order of the Desert membership meeting the other day they had a guest speaker it was a doctor and he was talking about a study mm-hmm. that showed that this is physiological the response to the pheromone and the the sweat and so i googled it afterwards and i saw yeah this is a swedish study done in 2005 and when a gay man or a woman was put into the mri And they introduced, I guess, the testosterone derivative produced in men's sweat when they introduced this compound, which has been suspected as being a pheromone, that the hypothalamus that governs sexual behavior would light up in the MRI. Mm -hmm. But of course, the same pheromone did not do that with straight men. So so, you know, there is a physiological response. Absolutely. Uh, So I found that really interesting. (laughs)
1: It is really interesting, and especially being in the space and witnessing my own responses to people, because they're people who come to the party who I'm incredibly attracted to and have wanted the opportunity to flirt with for a very long time, and I'll smell them and all of a sudden like, oh, no, thank you. This is one of those things where immediately my brain's like, oh, we're not a match. And whereas someone who I might n- not necessarily automatically gravitate to at a bar, I'll smell them and I'll be like, well, okay. <laughs> things have changed. And it's funny that there's that primal and automatic response. The other thing that I just
0: discovered, looking over your Twitter feed and then, you know, mm-hmm. you go down rabbit holes. Of course. Somebody had posted an article from, I guess, around 1951 that was encouraging men to use deodorant and shampoo. (laughs) So I guess before then, that was not a thing.
1: Absolutely. People were just smelly. Wow. I've done a bit of research on this, and it was around the time of the great depression where advertising companies started to sell hygiene products as a way to become acceptable and ultimately get jobs. So it's really only been what 70, 80 years where people being so terrified of their own smell <laughs> has been in place. Mm. Cause I've, I've, been there where all of a sudden you're out in public and you give yourself the check the sniff check and you like, your arms automatically go down and you're afraid right. to even hug somebody just in case somebody realizes that you smell like a human
0: yeah Now i'm guessing you do not wear deodorant
1: no Ever. i mean, i shower daily
0: <laughs> okay but never is there deodorant in your bathroom cabinet
1: there is an a deodorant alternative, which is essentially salt water. It's I believe it's called the magic crystal, but it's the roll-on. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrified by how well it works. And that it doesn't at all work as an antiperspirant, but I will not smell for 24 to 36 hours just to be completely scentless. Wow. And I've had people who our deodorant users who've tried it out and stopped using it because they found it so strange.
0: Well, definitely not something you want to use before one of your events.
1: Exactly. Which it's yeah. so funny that I, there are people who show up not realizing that the event was happening. And they're so apologetic. Because they have deodorant, deodorant on. <laughs> deodorant on. Yeah. Which is very
0: similar to the culture in your typical leather bar. Yeah, absolutely. Deodorant and colognes are... Definitely frowned upon.
1: People find it interesting that I love cologne. Just mm-hmm. like I've, I've got several. I've got spring. I've got fall. It's something that I really enjoy. It's just specifically I don't like deodorant.
0: Oh, that now see that surprises
1: me. I would not have expected that. So you like cologne? <laughs> Correct. I'll go out to places, and I've had more than one person be like, "I'm surprised by how good you smell." I was like, yeah. Huh. I don't use it anymore. I can't remember the last time I
0: used it. But I remember when I was younger. I loved Aramis. That was
1: mm. well, That's mm-hmm. that's
0: before your time. <laughs> it's not. I'm
1: surprisingly okay. old. <laughs> okay.
0: If it were more acceptable, I might dab a little bit, but since I'm usually in a leather bar environment, yeah, that's right. a no-go. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. Which I understand and also why I understand why so many people who don't like the smell of BO hate this growth in people wanting to smell more natural. Because I know if I'm going to an event where there's lots of dancing and going to be a lot of people that I definitely make sure that I uh, have as least scent as possible. Just because I think that's rude. To take up a lot of space with your fetish that other people aren't into. Just to, like anything. How many people
0: usually show up to your event?
1: Um, it's around 125 to oh. 200. Oh, Is wow. Bad? It's huge. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was thinking like 30, 40 people. No, oh. it's a lot of people. And I'm actually changing locations next month because I had so many complaints that it wasn't accessible enough. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Which is, especially then it was a, a Thursday night from 10 to 2, and we were still pulling that still amount of crowds. I've had people travel an absurd distance to come to the party. And by that, I mean Miami, Ohio, and people time trips around when the parties are just to make sure that they're able to come.
0: Is this event happening anywhere else? Are you the only one?
1: There is a party in San Francisco called Stank it's actually been around for nine years, I believe. Hmm. So that, other than that, I haven't heard of anything. And I, all the time, I have people asking how to start one or if I will start one in other cities. And what's your answer? Well, my answer is once I work out the logistics of franchising a party, I would be happy to spread around the country just Mm -hmm. because I've never heard of anyone doing that before. Yeah. I I would imagine it would be a popular event here in Palm Springs. Oh, I'm sure. I did not realize the amount of people who have really been craving a party like this. And the bars that I'm at, there are back rooms. So when things get a little heated, people can sneak away. Uh Aha. Well, yeah, I imagine people are getting turned on. Yes. Well, yeah, as you said, from the pictures, yeah. sometimes I'll get them back and be like, wow, I don't remember everyone being this horny.
0: <laughs> you said the San Francisco event was how old? Seven years, eight years?
1: I think it's, I think nine in January. Nine years.
0: And how old, when did yours start?
1: Uh, last November. So only under a year.
0: Oh my God. It just started in November. Yep. And you're getting... You're getting that many people coming.
1: Yeah. Wow. As surprised as anyone.
0: It blows my mind. Okay. That's great. Congratulations.
1: It's a good time. I've tried to create an environment that's very friendly as well, where people come with the expectation that they're going to meet somebody new, whether that's just hanging out with somebody at the bar or somebody to hook up with there's always an atmosphere of, it's a crowd that's ready to mingle. When did this fetish start for you? For me, uh, it's always been something that I was very attracted to. Um, Like you, anytime, or as you mentioned, you're always attracted to armpits. Um, So I remember all through puberty, anytime getting a chance to sneak a glimpse of somebody's armpit was very erotic. Mm -hmm. So whether like through the gap in their t-shirt, because when I was growing up, people were wearing very baggy clothes, so you could absolutely get the shot in. As well as there's a scene in Aladdin that I very strongly remember of him talking and just like casually draping his arm over his head and me finding it just so sexy. So it's always been a part of my sexuality, but I think it was years. I'm talking late 20s before I ever gave myself permission to really express that I was into it at, with a partner and just wanted to smell and lick their armpits.
0: Can you cross the line? Can someone show up at your party though and just be too aromatic?
1: Um it hasn't happened yet. Oh. But I assume It would be possible
0: because, I mean, there's a there's a difference between, you know, just coming out of the gym and not showering for a week.
1: Correct. And I will say that there are people who um, show up and when they take their shirts off or whatever is blocking their armpits, you can smell them from a good 10 feet radius around them. Okay, But most of the people who are at the party are very into that. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right. You won't see me there, but okay. (laughs) I have a feeling that people listening are going to seek you out though. That's for sure. Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover around pheromone?
1: I didn't realize how large of a fetish this really is. Uh, Just for example, as somebody who is a lifetime experience searching Armpit and like a Pornhub or any of the video sites. Mm-hmm. There's very few content that's made about this specific topic. Hmm. And if it is, it's not a part of the things that tag them. So it's always been something that I thought was a little bit fringe mm-hmm. or just not something that was wide as widely as accepted or at least as widely appreciated. As it seems to be. He like said I was I was shocked when people showed up to the first party. How many to the uh, first? Hundred. How much? A hundred.
0: A hundred to the very first event. Wow. That's just wow. Yep, you're a hero.
1: <laughs> Apparently. You're a I'm hero. A very smelly hero.
0: Yes. In addition to pheromone in New York City, you also are the person behind PM Pursuits, Phil Minor Pursuits. And that is right. the magazine that is Natural Pursuits.
1: Yep. That's the uh, company that puts out both The Party and the queer nudist art magazine that I've been working on for three years now.
0: And tell me about that, The Natural Pursuits, the magazine.
1: That has a funny origin story, or I find it amusing is i'm not a nudist oh and i heard about world naked gardening day which is the Mm -hmm. first saturday in may every year and i wanted to throw a party i've got a lot of house plants and i realized i don't know how to throw a nudist party i could invite people over to have sex but i don't know how to have people platonically hang out naked so i made up this whole conceit of um having a bunch of queer artists come over as well as participants. And in four hours, we would create the content for a magazine that was about plants. I did a lot of recruiting for it and was again shocked when people showed up. And lo and behold, came out with a lot of great illustrations and photos and the day was a blast. So it's was like, I have to have a magazine now. I worked with a friend who does graphic design and he laid the thing out and we printed it. So I had a physical magazine. Then a year went by and we decided to do another issue. So this time we decided the theme was game night. So same thing, invite artists over and a bunch of people or naked people to play games and came up with a magazine at the end of it. And at both of events, people commented afterwards that they've never been able to connect with people as quickly as they were at this party. And both parties remained completely platonic. Mm-hmm. Like there were a few erections, but nothing that was ever acted on. And it wasn't at all an overly sexual vibe. Mm-hmm. So we did it the third time. And during COVID, I changed it to a digital model and was using these subscriptions to highlight the work of queer artists who were not able to work because of COVID. Just they weren't able to shoot. Um, So it was a way for me to pump a little money into the community when they really needed it. But now I'm doing a monthly party that doesn't have a theme where, and I've done it in multiple cities around the country, where it's the same formula. We get artists and people together and just hang out for an afternoon and make the content for a magazine. (laughs) So it's become something I look forward to every month in a very major way. So I started out not a nudist. and I guess I might be a nudist now. And I've learned a lot about people and their reactions to their own bodies. I collect feedback from the events as well as when I send out photos, people's reactions to being photographed naked has been incredibly interesting.
0: So some of the people that go to these events, mm-hmm. they are not nudists. Correct. Why are they
1: going? They're curious about the type of event that it is and sort of a bucket list thing. They're like, yeah, I want to be at this nude party and I want to get a nude portrait taken by a great photographer and it's going to be a really good time. Mm -hmm. And some people do it to challenge themselves because I've got some wonderful feedback after the event that is people saying I was very nervous about going, but. Had an amazing time throughout the day, and now when I'm worried about trying something new, I'm going to use this as like their example of I can do something that I'm comfortable with, and it's probably going to be okay, if not great, which has been amazing feedback.
0: That's wonderful. People come from all over the country and parts of the world to Mm -hmm. Palm Springs, and one of the draws is they can hang out at a resort naked. And it's not something they can do in the Midwest town that they live in. Right. Of course, for the people who live here in Palm Springs, that's an everyday occurrence. People have naked parties all the time. Right. Platonic naked parties. yeah.
1: And probably otherwise. And otherwise. And (laughs) non-platonic parties, yes. I make it very apparent when people sign up that this is not in any way a sex party the reason for that is especially gay people are much nicer to each other when sex is off the table Mm. they're more willing to talk to anybody than they would if they thought that the person they're into was trying to bed them
0: wow that's really interesting yeah it makes total sense
1: Mm -hmm. so which is why i feel like i should walk around with a little water bottle around the party to like spritz people who are getting a little too (laughs) flirty After we remind people of the rules and to mm-hmm. make sure that they exchange numbers at the end of the event. Got it. Yeah. It's like I'm very pro-sex. It's just not happening right now. Right.
0: Where where do you see this going? This natural pursuits
1: in the magazine. Natural pursuits. I'm hoping to travel more to do parties because similar to pheromone, I get people asking when I'm coming to their city. I've currently only gone to San Francisco and Tulsa, if you would believe it, to do events. And I would like to travel at least every other month to do something in cities where, unlike Palm Springs, it's not a regular occurrence. Right. Because I thought that Tulsa was going to bomb, but it turned out to be a very successful event because people are looking for that kind of space. And frankly, it would have been a much much more successful event if photography wasn't involved Mm -hmm. because there's a million people why or reasons why people don't want their naked bodies online obviously yes so then the question for me is do i start a second event where there is no photography involved Mm -hmm. but for me the hiring and supporting queer artists and giving them the opportunity to make work that nobody else will pay them for is so such an important part of what natural pursuits is.
0: What's the best way to stay abreast of the of next events?
1: Uh, next events it's definitely I would say following the Twitter's. The Twitter feed. Okay.
0: Phil Miner, thank you very much for being on Sexual Heroes today. Uh you're you're a hero, man. You you tapped a niche and you're getting it done for some guys. That's great. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I guess I'm I'm here to help people smell other people. (laughs) I love it.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Information about each guest is included in the show notes, along with links to my triple X homepage, Twitter account, and Patreon page. Patrons get early access to episodes. You can help me grow my audience by telling a friend today to visit sexualheroes.com and be sure to rate and review the show on Apple podcasts.